Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Workers' Mic right here on 720 WGN. My name is Ken Edwards with the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Sitting to my left is Ed Maher with the International Union of Operating Engineers. Welcome, Ed. What's happening? Everything is good. You? Yeah, I mean, everything's great. It's uh, almost election time, so we only have a couple more days of election commercials. Have you had enough? Uh, no, I can never have enough election commercials. Everybody <laughs> yeah. loves it. Have them. you gotten enough mailers? <laughs> My mailbox is like literally, I don't even have a mailbox. It's just like they shove it through the door. And so like you walk in my house and like, you know, or the entryway and chances are you're going to slip and break your neck on the 45 mailers that, yeah. that have been, you know, sent out. It's just Do you just have the slot on your door? Yeah. Okay. yeah a slot on the front door. Okay. Or the, the entry to the house. So yeah, just, just nonstop mailers. I don't. I got to tell you, at this point, I believe people have made up their mind. Yeah. I always wonder these last-minute mailers that come in. I mean, for some things, like if you're if you're going to vote for somebody for mayor and you get a, a piece of mail for somebody for like the library board or um, you know a smaller office that you hadn't really thought about. Sure, I have been guilty in the past of like I don't know anybody running for that. Okay, this person gave me a mailer. I'll vote for that person. Oh, really? Uh, on, in some of like the down ballot type of races, I try to be as thoughtful as I can about who I vote for. Um, you know, I take but- my whatever the union sends, and they and they do a pretty good job. And you can you can actually take that in with you to the ballot. You're allowed to take it with you, right? And you can just vote for whoever your union endorses, right? And, and quite frankly. I'm okay with that because I don't have time to sit there and vet the person that's running for the library board. I don't know who that is, but somebody at the union has vetted that person. Right. Right? Yeah. Are they friendly to the labor? Right. Right? Are they I mean, gonna- that's, well, that's always the question. You know, is, for, is, for that's the question for the yeah. union is yeah. uh, if, if they're not, they certainly wouldn't get an endorsement, I wouldn't think. Well, it's interesting. Unions, right, uh, in, in the way we vote, it's it's not necessarily how – I think most people vote. We vote with our wallets, yeah. right? And we vote for people that are going to support good-paying jobs, right? A fair wage, uh, a fair working condition. Yeah. I mean, those those are the people that we vote for. Yeah, it's economics more than social. As you know, Jim Sweeney always says, uh, vote your paycheck, and, or vote, what is it? Uh, vote your job and lobby your hobby. Lobby your hobby. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah. So, um, so I have one quick uh, PSA, if you will. You know what that stands for? Uh, professional, I don't know. No, I think it's public, public service announcement. Okay. So the MCL has a, um, a, a free college program. And um, we actually tagged on to the AFL-CIO. They have had it for, for some years. Um, and we're able to negotiate directly uh, with the college because some of our unions in the MCL are not part of the AFL-CIO. Uh, anyway, we have this free college program. It's been great. It's like literally... 40 plus thousand people using this college called eastern gateway community college it's in ohio it's a real place and last year the department of education in its infinite wisdom ed came in and said your program is illegal <laughs> like what it's been around for like eight or ten what years kind of like, education were you providing Ken? <laughs> I, don't know. I thought it was a legit and everything was good and and so they literally put the brakes on it and so you know, Eastern Gateway, you know, kudos to them. They sued the Department of Education. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The they judge won. said, yeah, well, the judge, at least for now, they've, they've won round one and two. The judge said, no, college is good. You know, it's still on. So we've just sort of had fits and starts, and, and we're trying to find some landing places for it. But I wanted to announce that on April 3rd, um, the uh, fall semester for Eastern Gateway Community College will open. So if you're interested in going or at least 
you don't have to actually go it's online um taking some classes or getting some credits out of the way for free right because why not get your gen ed out of the way for free right and then transfer to a four-year college if you want to um so if you're interested in doing that uh you can go to our website coalitionoflabor.org find out more information about that it's a great but, benefit yeah it's a really really cool benefit especially at, during covid right when all these kids well, yeah. are coming home sitting in their basement why are we gonna pay thirty thousand dollars in out-of-state tuition for somebody to sit in their basement and take online classes that made no sense whatsoever and people use the the hell out of this thing and you know it has saved our members you know i couldn't even put a dollar figure on it but has been wonderful um and actually a a really good education as well yeah so anyway we've got a great show coming up today yeah we do we've got two guests we have dell from powering chicago it's the labor management group um with uh the ibw electricians 134 and the electrical contractors association yep uh and then we have russ um russ keller russ keller and he is a uh, credit repair specialist yeah a credit counselor guys really fascinating I, i don't know half the stuff that he said so nobody knows nobody, nobody that's the problem nobody, credit nobody is knows. impossible to understand so uh if you have credit issues or want to avoid having credit issues you got to listen to this this is going to be interesting stick, stick around and save money for sure right? yeah i mean that's honestly literally a way to put money back in your pocket you're welcome chicago <laughs> from the number one show <laughs> in america that's right the workers mike <laughs> yes, all right everybody knows that stay with us we'll be right back with the workers mike right here on 720 wgn you're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everybody, to The Worker's Mic here on WGN 720. I'm here with Ken Edwards. My name's Ed Maher, and we're back with our guest, Albert Walters III, and he's the executive director of Powering Chicago. Albert, so welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. And what would you like to be called? Albert? You know what? You can call me Bert. Bert. Now that we officially met and okay. we're Fair friends now, we're yes. Bert. Oh, that's, that was quick. That, that was easy. Yeah. I've never, I don't make friends. That it takes easily. me a long time to make friends. <laughs> I'm surprised you make <laughs> I made it up. But anyway, welcome, Bert. It's a, a pleasure to have you on here. Um, pleasure to be here. So tell us a little bit about Powering Chicago. So Powering Chicago is the unique partnership between the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 134, and the Electrical Contractors Association of Chicago and Cook County. So what does that mean? Explain the Contractor Association. What is it? So that's the management portion. Those are the individuals, uh, the owners of companies and Mm -hmm. outfits that hire the union electricians, the labor force. Got it. And this is a partnership between the two. So you would think uh, that labor and management never partner. You know what? This is a, this is a very interesting concept and right. really a misnomer when you really think about uh, the trade unions, right? Yeah. Because one of the benefits of having a partnership is you get to see what's out there in the industry and train your individuals on that. So for union labor, we'll st- stick specifically to electricians. Um, the electrical industry is so vast mm-hmm. and our contractors go into different sections. We have in- contractors that specifically focus on, let's say, low voltage, right. some that focus on medium voltage or substation work so because the industry is so vast you need to have uh training that that speaks to those components and so so, so like that's where the partnership comes in and i don't mean to interrupt you but like you know green energy for example right you're seeing charging stations and you're seeing solar power and wind power right so somebody obviously owns the, these companies that provide that service i get what you're saying and correct me if i'm wrong is that the con it's in the contractor's best interest to make sure that their workforce is trained to grow with them and right. move into different fields right and so let's say you're a, a contractor that's like hey you know what i think i'm going to get into the you know solar business for example well you need a trained workforce to do that work correct absolutely and to be successful in it 
right? Right. You want trained, skilled, experienced workers to make sure that that partnership works. When we look at what our management side does, they're business owners, right? Sure. And so they're in the business to be viable and make money. Right. But you can only do that if you have a workforce that is trained in an area. And and this is specifically focusing on like the training aspect, but where Powering Chicago comes in, it's about promoting what we do because we don't just focus on just the training. It's all aspects. For me, we created a brand that is Power in Chicago, and it's based on three pillars, better construction, better careers, and better communities, because those are the real key factors that we try to have an impact in in everything that we do. I like that. So uh, let's let's start. It with rolls the, off the tongue, doesn't it? For you, it does. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're in charge. So let, let's talk about better communities. Uh, Absolutely, that's a, that's a really good point. We've talked about this a, a ton of times on the air, where you know you're a union member and you're local, right? And you're taking that money and you're spending it in your community, right? Is that is that the goal? Absolutely. So what we do, um, and actually we have it coming up uh, in the end of April. It's our biggest philanthropic effort that we do. As a partnership, and it's called, uh, and we partnered with Rebuilding Together Metro Chicago. Uh-huh. Um, when we first started, it was called Christmas in April because we were giving back to the community, just free, mm-hmm. right? But we provide our services, our skill sets as a group, and that means the contractors and the labor force. Really? We come together and we go out, and this is free. We donate one day where we just perform the work. So people that need work in their houses, for example, or their apartments or whatever, you'll come out and do that work for free. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, it's vetted by the rebuilding group and they have to meet certain qualifications, but we're down with them. We're 10 toes down. We just come in and say, hey, listen, if if these are the homes that you need to work in, we go in and provide that service. Imagine that, like you get a free union electrician to come in and and wire your house. You, You know that house is not burning down. For sure. That's that's really cool. Not because of the electricity, at least. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So that's so – and when the other two pillars are what? Say, say it again. Better careers. Okay. And so when we talk about careers, um, w- w- one of the things that I really like to focus on is it, it is an outward and upward mobility. Meaning if you want to progress, you can become a journey person. Mm-hmm. You can develop into a foreman, a leader. Sure. General foreman. Yep. Superintendent. But if you want to, you also have other tributaries that you can go into. For instance, you can become a business owner. Meaning right. you can own your own business. And a lot of our contractors have come up in the business and said, you know what, I think I can do this. And they created their own business, right? But inside that spectrum of being in management, yeah. you can be project managers, estimators, et cetera, right? But even in the union, you can elevate and become a business agent. Sure, um, You can become business manager. Right. So there's all these different avenues that come just from being connected to the union. You can even be an executive, an executive director of Firing Chicago. <laughs> well, that's right, because you started yeah. as an apprentice electrician and worked your way you know, through the ranks over the years and until and you know, you're sitting here today. Yes, yeah, these we, gray we, hairs were proved that. Too, were, you, huh? were you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> your no, your no hair. <laughs> yes, were, that too. Were you? Uh, so you were a journey person for how long? Like how long were you in the trades? Uh, I was in the trade. Well, I'm still in the trades sure. technically, yep. um, and it's going on 23 years. But I've been out in the field for about uh, 17 years. Okay, so so 17 years field. I worked in the uh-huh. field, and yeah. then you went and, and were a business agent for local 134. Absolutely, I was a business agent for local 134, and I was a business representative for about four years. Uh-huh. Um, and I had territories, uh, responsibilities, regional responsibilities, but I also had contracts as well. Learning the business of being a representative, representing the membership of the local. Right, and then you how did you get into this into power in chicago like how do you make that move that's a great question um being blessed really i I think 
for me, being a hard worker and really caring about the industry and really wanting to get out and share my story, my opportunities, uh, I, I think uh, it was noticed that I had a, a well, at least I'm going to say I had a, a knack for really talking to the young people about this particular opportunity yeah. and um, going out and promoting it. And understanding what the LMCC is or Pine Chicago is, it's about promoting the industry, mm-hmm. right? Promoting everything that we do. So uh, I was tapped on the show just like, hey, listen, I think this will be good for you. So uh, I worked under the former executive director, John Donahue, for about a year. And when I joined, it was right when COVID happened. Wow. So I didn't get an opportunity to fully get a grasp mm-hmm. of what this uh, position entails. But uh, in two twenty in two thousand twenty one, I really hit it hit the ground running. I'm sure. Yeah. So if you're if you're just joining us, we're, we're talking right now to, to Burt Walters. He is what is it, executive director? Yes, executive, executive director. director of Power in Chicago, which is the what you said just you just said LMCC, which stands for what? Yes, LMCC is the Labor Management Cooperation Committee okay. of Chicago. So and the, and that's rebranded now as Power in Chicago. Right? Yes, absolutely. And the, and the Labor Management. Cooperative committee is a mouthful. These are big words for Ken, <laughs> and it's a big concept. Is actually a, a, an organization that sits in between the contractors and the union. Correct. Yes. So it's comp- it's, it's comprised of both management, meaning contractors uh-huh. and union members, all for the benefit of the industry. Right. So what right? happens? Let me ask you a question, Bert. So what happens when it's contract negotiation time? We're not involved in contract negotiations. You said you just move off to the side. Absolutely. Okay. I, I don't want any parts of that conversation. I would imagine though that having a a committee where leaders from the union side and from the employer side where you see each other outside of those negotiations it's not as though you're just getting together once every three or four years to scream across a a bargaining table you're working together um you know throughout the throughout the year at all times on different things to benefit the industry it's got to make things a little bit easier or a little bit more understandable during the bargaining sessions it does what you do is you create that relationship right, right? you build that relationship sure. and you be, you begin to understand the importance of the other right right, right. and right. and you, throughout history you'll hear usually Typically, um, when you go outside, especially the Chicagoland region um, in Illinois, uh, you'll see that labor and management are oftentimes conflicting, mm-hmm. right? And they're yeah. combative. Yep. But I think that's what makes Chicago so unique and particularly our industry so unique is that we understand the importance and the need and dependency on one another. I, I'm a big comic book fan. Spider-Man is my favorite hero. And um, when he was his strongest, he had the symbiote. Right, and basically that was a codependent relationship, it's a symbiotic relationship. Absolutely, right. The, the the contractors need the workers, right. and the workers need the contractors. Absolutely, right. So a symbiote we makes sense. Yes, that's a, write that one down. Symbiote. That's not, You're gonna have to that's spell not, it out that's not even a word. Spider Man issue. Uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> wow, what, I, and you're a geek too. It's, so a, it's, a, it's a great. Not, point. not only executive director, but a comic book geek. It's a great point that you raise, though, because we tell members all the time. We have to have we have to ensure that our employers are successful. There's no adversarial relationship here sometimes. We have to negotiate contracts, but for a business to be successful, they need to have skilled, disciplined workers. And for workers to be successful and able to get out and work and make money, they need to have successful contractors. So aside from this, you know, this this view of, you know, people out on picket lines or screaming across negotiating tables. There is the advancement of an industry that you work toward, and and so many people, I think, don't know that, but it leads to a better trained industry, a safer industry, a more highly skilled industry, um, and just, you know, advancements and all the new technology and everything working together. Do you, do you, find, so it, important. you find it as, as more efficient? Like, I, you know, I've always heard these statistics that one of our, and I come from the operators, that a, a mile of, of road work here in, right. in Illinois 
even though we're getting paid, you know, a large amount of money, is actually cheaper than building a mile of road work in a southern non-union state, right? Right. And do you find that uh, that the, the contractors appreciate that uh, the training that goes into it and, and the skill set that the members have? Absolutely. And, and that's one of the reasons why we can command such a high wage. That's right. Because the contractors understand that when we get on a job, that that job is going to be completed on time, right. on budget, the first time, no issues. And when I was in a business representative, we found that that was probably one of the biggest issues that we had with our, our competitors. And it was, you can have a job site that had issues we, with, um, with safety. Sure. All right. With, with completing the job on time. Yep. And that means that that particular owner is not receiving rent. Mm-hmm. If he has a rental property, like a high rise, it Good means point. that he's not receiving or selling goods. If he has a business, yep. right. And commodities yep. to sell. So making sure that you're able to command that wage means that, there's an onus on you to perform your job and perform it well. So, like the old adage of you know, like oh, I'm going to join the union, I'm going to kick my feet up, and, yeah. you know. So, and and you know, I've heard that for years. I mean, that is a myth, right? And it's a myth that will bust one day. But you know, we've always said, you know, I always told my guys, you know, give eight for eight, right? right. An honest day's work for an honest day's pay. Work hard. Why? Because you don't want them to replace you with somebody that's cheaper number one number two you want to make the employer look good yeah right i mean they make they make money we make money you see these wage rates you have to be worth it i I really appreciate your coming here we both do it was uh this is interesting for us you know you're you're the definitely the first uh executive director of an lmcc that we've ever had on the show so uh, well thank you well hopefully it's not the last Uh, again it's an important position to promote the industry and what we do yeah and um, i'm excited to be a part of how can uh, people reach you like if they want us if they want to like let's say there's a contractor out there that wants to join your organization Yes. So if there's a contractor that wants to be a part of the Powering Chicago initiative, yep. you can just reach out to the Electrical Contractors Association. Uh, their website is ecachicago.com. What does it say again? ecachicago.com. Very good. Okay. Now, before you go, you said you're a comic book nerd. Yes. What's the best superhero movie? We may differ on this, but... Uh, the best superhero the best movie? superhero movie. Well, again, you know, me being an African American, I have to say that is the Black Panther series. All right. Yes. What do you think? Made the most money. I mean, I love the Black Panther. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm shallow when it comes to superheroes, so I just go for Avengers movies because you get them all. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> and he, and and T'Challa was in uh, right. the the, uh, the Marvel series. So yes. Well, you guys are having like real geek talk right now. <laughs> We're gonna keep this going off the air. <laughs> oh, Thank you so much, Bert. You're welcome. Yeah, You're welcome. So much. Pleasure being here. Thank yeah, you for having you're me. You're listening to The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. I'm Ken. This is Ed. And uh, we are happy today to have with us Russ Keller, correct? Yes. Russ, welcome to the show. Welcome, thanks, Russ. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, and you have an interesting uh, role in the MCL. Um, why don't you just two-second overview. What, what do you do? I, I help with uh, credit counseling. Awesome. Um, and that's got to be a pretty popular benefit from, from, uh, for our members, correct? It, it is. It is. A lot of people have questions. They're not sure exactly how the credit system, the credit reporting, credit scoring system works. It is pretty confusing. So let's, let's back up a quick second. Um, where are you from? Well, I grew up in the Chicago area. Uh-huh. Uh, currently, I live in the St. Louis area. Oh, yeah? And um, 
So I got my bachelor's and master's at uh, UIS, University of Illinois, Springfield. Uh-huh. And actually, while I went to college, I mentioned this to you earlier, I was a teamster. I unloaded trucks for UPS. I know, no, I'm kidding. That's awesome. So you made a good buck doing that, right? Yes, sir, I did. I got a good wage. It helped me pay for college because I had to pay for it myself. Right? Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I like to hear things like that. Yeah, it's a good story. So um, so let's say, let's just start from scratch. Um, somebody has an issue with uh, a credit issue. They They do what? Who do they call? They would call the law firm, or if they're working with one of the credit unions, that credit union may refer them over to me. Okay, so let's let's start with that. And when when Russ says law firm, he means Union Legal Services. Yes, which uh, is Nick Cortese and company. Uh, Nick was on previously on the show, and that number is one eight seven seven six nine four two six six three. That's exactly right. I so I got I got one number today, <laughs> not the seventeen times thirty four. <laughs> so I mean, credit is uh, it's something that I think there are probably a lot of people around who uh, don't keep track of their credit. Maybe they're going to buy a house or going to buy a car, and all of a sudden they have to get qualified, and that's when they take a look at it and realize, oh, there's you know something wrong here, um, or something I'm not going to get this loan or whatever. Um, but it seems like. Credit is something that people should stay on top of because, I mean, you hear all over about uh, incorrect entries on credit reports. And, I mean, the, the first time that I went to buy a house, um, I had uh, something like my student loans had been consolidated into another loan, but the original ones were marked as unpaid. So I had to get that sorted out before I could buy a house, and it took like three months of writing letters and all that just to just to get it cleared up. But um, so, I mean, do you recommend, first off, I mean, people have to stay on top of it. It's something to be aware of, right? It, absolutely. It is because there was a study done a few years ago. 79% of credit reports contain errors. Really? Wow. So that's four out of five? Yeah. I mean, how often do you run across these and, like, what kind of errors are they usually? Like, things that are, are big and make a big difference or, like, small it's it's all over the board. Yeah. Some some can be big deals, and if you take a look at if there's a stray collection on there that you didn't know about, a fifty dollar or forty three dollar. I had one of those for a union member at one point time. Forty three dollar medical collection, mm-hmm. and that he, that he didn't know about. He didn't get the bill. Right. We don't pay bills we don't get. Right. And uh, he wanted off the report, but unfortunately, Equifax in that case didn't bother to tell us who the original creditor was or who the collector was. There was no way to solve it for them. So did they take it off? Oh, yeah, I got it off. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Good. So, uh, so, you, uh, so what is it? Is it mostly credit card issues with our members or, or tell us? No, it, it really is uh, kind of a wide range of things. Credit cards are always an issue yeah. um, because people have too high of balances in general in America. Right. Union members aren't exempt from that. That's for sure. And so uh, you have to know how credit cards work. And 30% of your credit score comes from how you manage balances on credit cards. Meaning what? What does that mean in plain English? What that means is when you distill that down on FICO's mortgage scores, mm-hmm. yep, that'd be FICO 2, 4, and 5, uh, the range in there, you're talking about as much as 150 points. So if you have, if you have credit cards and your total balance is, or your total available credit is $10,000, and you're you have an eight thousand dollar balance that's going to hurt you. I mean, I think significantly. What's what's the magic number? You're supposed to keep those under thirty percent, but ideally, like under twenty percent. Is it? 
Now, that's a really good question, and the media gets it wrong, uh-huh. and uh, the Internet especially gets it wrong all the time. And uh, I'm going to back up and say, back a number of years ago, I was certified by FICO. They, at one point, were offering a certification. And then there was an extra piece of training I got. And what is the magic number to have on your credit cards? Yeah, okay. 1% of the limit. 1%. 1% of the limit. Magic (laughs) happens at 1%. I could tell you story after story. Is that just so they don't close your credit card for not using it? Use it a little bit each month. Yeah. Put Pay ten bucks worth of gas on it. I know you don't get much gas for ten bucks, but that's that's not the point. The point is, we want to have just a little bit of usage, and you pay it off every month. Mm-hmm. Who keeps one percent of their credit the, card? The most affluent people in the country, I've been told. Yeah, is that right? People with eight fifty credit scores, apparently. And so that magic happens. Uh, the single mom who got told seven days before she's going to close on her mortgage that they weren't going to close because she was two points short. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Sent her down to the gas station. She had two $500 limit credit cards with zero balances. Everybody said she can't be any better than that. Right. I had her put five bucks. This sounds crazy. Five yeah. bucks on each card. Yep. And she picked, and they did a a credit supplement, rapid rescore. And yep. in 72 hours, three days, she picked up 12 points. She's in the house today. That's great. Wow. Good. Good for you. Good I mean, but how thank, ridiculous. Thank, thank, you for, thank you for doing that. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that's, that's a big deal. I've gotten really, by the way, like I'm going to move off to the side for a second. I've gotten really nice phone calls and emails and comments about how well this system and what you've put in place with Nick and and the credit unions has worked for our members. Uh, It's really, it's heartening to to see that. And our members are starting, like you said, Ed, like starting to get some education as to like, hey, maybe I should, you know, pay attention to my credit because it's money in their pocket. Right. I mean, if you change your credit score and boost it by 100 points, you can go back to the credit card company, for example, and say, you know, I'm paying 18 percent. I want it at 12. Right. Well, credit matters not just on how much you're paying on a credit card, but it matters on how much you're going to pay for a mortgage, how much your car is going to be financed for. Right. Right. It it matters on car insurance, homeowners insurance. Uh, Actually, I had a Judge called me one day who will remain nameless. <laughs> Good reason. Judge Judy? <laughs> no. Uh, that uh, apparently he, he had run, he said his wife ran up the credit cards. Yeah. I was talking Sometimes to the judge. His that. wife wasn't there. I'm not arguing with the judge. No. Right. Uh, <laughs> but we got him to pay his credit cards down and solved his problem. So, like I said, I mean, you can change your interest rate. So suppose, like, let's just take this as an example. I get these calls all the time. Hey, you know, I need some help with uh, my credit score. And so we send them your way. And, you know, a couple months later, I'll get calls back from the, you know, the person said, you know, I was able to increase it by 100 plus points. And then they're like, now what? And then so, you know, now you go back to the credit card company and you try and lower your interest rate, correct? And you can refi your house, for example, correct? Yes. And all that is money back in your pocket that you're literally not throwing away on interest. Yeah, it's it and here's the thing, you have the same quality of of buyer borrower before and after because they make a good wage, they pay their bills, right. Right. but there's collections or there's things on the report that they weren't even aware of. When we can clean that up, yeah. then that that's a game changer and, and I can't tell you his name, but we have one guy, I call him, you know, he is our, our poster child because he went from scores in the low 500s, now he's in the mid to upper 7s, Wow! and he and I are talking semi-regularly, how do you fine-tune this a little bit more to get you into the 8s? 
what do we do now right, right. you know and that's that's the next step or next level that we want to take a look at for them what do we do and and this is all free correct yeah, talking to me doesn't cost a dime for midwest coalition of labor right. union members right. yeah right and that's i mean it's obviously one of the benefits that that uh, we provide through the unions yeah. right? and combining our economies of scale you know are able to have somebody like you you know uh not on staff, but, you know, somebody to call. Uh, And so tell us, you know, what's some things not to do? Right. Let's uh, let's hear a horror story. Well, if you have a good score, what are the things you should do to keep it that way? You have to keep track of what's on your report. Some sort of credit monitoring is a good idea. There's a number of good ones out there. We have one arrangement that is through – uh, MCL mm-hmm. the, that I helped set up, where they'll do a seven-day trial for a buck, and then it's nineteen ninety-nine a month. And I know that's more expensive than some of the free sites. Yep, but you get what you pay for. Okay, fair enough. If you want accuracy, yep, uh, because you really want to be aware of anything that uh, a collection that that might pop up. And I, I really would like to address that issue because of a collection. Just on a rule of thumb, yeah. If your score's in the 600s, one collection can cost you 50 points pretty easily. Got it. If you're in the 700s, it can easily cost you as much as 100 points. If you're in the 8s, it can cost you well over 100 points. I had somebody recently that was in an 820, Mm -hmm. thought they were going to get a mortgage, pulled his credit report, an $86 medical collection, took him down to 680. Now, 680 is financeable. Yeah. But that's a different, different offer. Yeah. That's a different deal than eight twenty. And by the way, let's start with this. What is the lowest credit score you can get? Zero. Three fifty. Three fifty. And what's the highest you can get? Eight fifty. Eight fifty. Okay. So eight fifty is perfect credit. Yeah. That and right. you don't see how, that. How many people have that? I have not seen one. Oh, okay. And I've been around credit for twenty five plus years, so I've not seen one. Well, pull mine. It's it's actually perfect. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so should, let, me, let me ask you this. Should you or should you not co-sign a credit card for your girlfriend? No. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> never. Just asking. <laughs> um, uh, never mind. <laughs> so, t- all right, so, so um, what about things like medical bills those are notorious for you know never getting paid or just never ending you know like i'll get a procedure done and a year later be like oh you owe 16 dollars to the anesthesiologist like what like why you know that's been hanging on my credit for a year like what tell us a little bit about that that, i'm glad you brought that that up because medical collections are in a different position today okay and today when we look at collections you have medical and non-medical the non-medical ones, they don't want to delete even if you pay them. They don't want to take off the credit report. Really? Okay. And so what we need to do is make sure, first of all, whether you really owe it or not. Yeah. And if you do, then let's work with that collector to get them off the report for payment. Yep. That's a pay-for-deletion type of situation. Right. But on medical bills, last July, the credit bureaus decided that they were going to delete medical bills for payment in full. Now, that sounds very nice. And if it's a $16 or a $216 bill and it'll come off the credit report if you pay them, that sounds pretty good. What if it's $2,216 and you're not sure you owe it? Right. right. You're going to pay them $2,000 just because they say so? Right. Well, no, let's see some paperwork. Sure. Let's see something why you really owe that. And actually, when we challenge those kinds of things, ask for validation, Yeah. we'll see anywhere from 10 to 30% of them just... 
vanish right. because they don't have and, it. Well, we don't know whether you really owed it or not, but they can't prove you owed it, so it goes away. Well, there was there was a whole thing back after the Great Recession where people. Uh, who were underwater on their mortgages found that a lot of the times their mortgage origination documents hadn't been properly signed. So they were trying to get, um, trying to say that these mortgages were not even valid. And it seems like there's a lot of paperwork that isn't done correctly, and people yes. seem to get things knocked off of their credit reports. I mean, first off, you said that you were certified by FICO in FICO 2-4 and... Well, actually, uh, FICO just, uh, at that point in time, they were doing a general certification. Right of what does what when you start moving the levers on a credit report right and i took the class took the three tests yeah and scored 100 on all three of them and well congratulations so you're the guy to talk to right yeah, yeah, i got 100 no big deal you had yeah. to throw that in let me find a second <laughs> i once got 100 yeah <laughs> <laughs> so on three different on a speeding ticket <laughs> so um but uh i mean think about that you got a you got a um you got a, a certification in fico two four six like uh, any what what fico is, has 49 different scoring models that's insane i mean how is any normal person supposed to know what this even means how it works let alone how to you know if you're not going to get a house go to the gas station and buy a you know two packs of gum and all of a sudden now you get to live in a house this yeah system, that's that's crazy this system is insane yeah. and i think nobody could be real reasonably um expected to to understand it so what you do is that much more important and makes a difference i mean sending a lady to the grocery store to the gas station to to buy a few things put her in a house i mean um that's that's unbelievable but what a crazy system well actually there's a funny end to that story because uh, the loan officer called me up and he said I know what I saw, but that can't be it. And I said, well, okay. You have two credit reports, 72 hours apart, three days apart. Yeah. You tell me what else is different on them. His response was, I'm not having this debate with you. Goodbye. <laughs> he hangs up on me. Well, I'm thinking, well, you're whatever. welcome. Yeah, yeah, right? I saved your deal. Right. How about it? <laughs> yeah, and instead of berating you about it. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Russ Keller. He is our credit specialist for the MCL Ed and I both appreciate your coming down here and talking to us. I, I think this stuff is fascinating, yeah. to be honest with you. I also think that it's really useful to our membership, and not just our membership, quite frankly, but if you're listening out there and you're not a member of the MCL, you know, start to pay attention to your credit because why throw away your money, right? right. Like, yeah. Yeah. you understand? Um, I understand. It, it just lower your credit score and, and put that money back in, in your pockets not the credit cards pockets right yeah one more time russ uh if if somebody wants to reach out uh from the mcl and, and reach you uh, who would they call they would they would call uh union legal services at one 694 excellent awesome well thank you so much for being here we really enjoyed it all righty thank you absolutely all right we'll be back with more workers mike right here on 720 wgn you're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. I'm Ken. This is Ed. Yep. We've had a, a really interesting show today. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking around and listening. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to tell you, bo- both guests were great. Fantastic. I, I didn't know much about to be blunt with you, what either one did until I just heard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the credit repair stuff, uh, I think, is really interesting. And, you know, you can literally save money yeah. by paying attention to Every, this stuff. Everybody can learn more. Everybody can benefit from knowing more about credit. It's a crazy system. 
but it is what it is. It's what we've got to work with. And uh, so. I feel like it's a system that is designed to be confusing. Yeah, right? it's designed to be difficult. It's designed probably intentionally to make sure that you know. Do you check your credit? Can you fix it yourself? You know, what does it mean to be in collection? What does it mean to, you know, how do you raise it? It it seems like this morass of a nightmare to fix. And you're like, oh, forget it. I'll just keep paying, you know, whatever it is I'm paying, right? Right. But if you call this guy Russ, it sounds like he can actually just help you navigate Help you fix it. Yeah. Yeah. For members of uh, Midwest Coalition of Labor. For sure. And even if you're not a member of Midwest Coalition of Labor, you know, pay attention to this There's stuff. Free why, resources. You know, yeah, why yeah. why give why give your money to the credit card company? You yeah. know, why why pay this interest? Right. I, I read someplace like you, you buy a house. By the time you finish paying for the thirty mortgage, you've mm-hmm. paid for it twice. Right. Right. Now, not everybody's got the money to drop and just pay for a house in cash, mm-hmm. but you've paid for it twice. Yeah. Right. And that 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 just seems outrageous to yeah. me. Yeah. And who gets rich? Um, the man. It's the, the man. Is it the man? The man. <laughs> Have you heard about the man? Yeah. Is it? Uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm not sure. Enzo. J.P. Morgan's <laughs> Chase. <laughs> it was a long segment, uh, but really informative. So thank you, everybody, for sticking with us. Yeah. Um, and if you missed anything, you know, you can go to the uh, to to the YouTube. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of this thing? Absolutely. And you can actually watch us yeah. live, um, which YouTube. is really cool. Look up the workers, Mike. And- Un- unedited. And before we leave, I just want to give a shout-out to our listener of the week, and that is Rachel Perdoe. So thank you for listening and always being uh, such a loyal listener. Uh, We'll be back with you next week right here on 720 WGN. The preceding episode of The Worker's Mic was powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. For additional information and podcasts of The Worker's Mic, visit WGNRadio.com.